0: You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. You just tuned in to Changing Lives, and we're so glad that you've joined us again. Uh, we are picking back up on a series that I've started called The Mind of Christ, and this is part two. So excited for you because you're going to be tremendously blessed as I break down the Word of God. We thank God for the Word of God. It is spirit and it's life. It's quick, it's powerful, it's forever settled in heaven. And you know, even Jesus, he stood on the Word. He stood on the word, and he put the enemy in check, and he let him know that man shall not live by bread alone. I know, in other words, he was saying, "I'm in this human flesh, and I may need some bread, but I'm going to, uh, you know, but I'm going to live by what the word of God, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what I'm going to live by, and so that's what I choose to live by." We've been talking about the mind of Christ, and certainly that's one of the characteristics of the mind of Christ. In my mind, I'm set. I'm going to live by the Word of God. Whatever comes out of the mouth of God, which is the Word of God, I'm going to live by it. Praise God. So we, we started out in, uh, with our base scriptures, and I'm going to share that with you, and then we're going to talk about a little bit of what we shared uh, during the first um, part of the mind of Christ. Um, in 1 Corinthians 2.16, this is our base foundational scripture and it says, for who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. And then our next scripture is from Philippians 2.5 that says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so it's saying we have a choice whether this mind that we do have in Christ Jesus, whether we let it be like it was in Christ Jesus. And so as we continue on to break down the word of God, um, uh, my, I'm praying that each and every day, all throughout the day, that that's what we're determined to do, to let the mind of Christ be in us. But we talked about last, last episode, we talked about the various things that were broken down in um, the second chapter. And we learned about uh, how Paul This is him talking, but how what he was set on doing and and how he was set on taking the mind of Christ and the revelation he got from out of it parallels to actually what Jesus Christ, um, how he uh, was set with the mindset that he had, which was, of course, his mind, the mind of Christ. And so we learned about determination, being determined not to know anything else but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because we can have a lot of opinions about a lot of different things, but you know what? It's the word of God that should have the final say. It's 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 the truth uh, uh, about our lives that should have the final say. So let truth prevail. So we learned about being determined not to know anything but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Come on, you got sickness in your body? What, what, what is Jesus Christ? What do I know about Jesus Christ and how that relates to me and Him being crucified? Come on, you having challenges, you're dealing with anxiety. Well, what do I know about Jesus Christ and Him being crucified and how that relates to this anxiety that's being presented to me? Depression may be challenging you. Okay, what do I know about Jesus Christ and Him being crucified that sets me free from depression, and so I talked about how you know this is um, um, mental health awareness month, and how I'm passionate about uh, 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 fostering minds that, that that can be healthy minds, uh, provoking uh, the body of Christ and people to have healthy minds because that's what God has ordained for us to have, and so my own personal testimony of dealing with uh, uh, those who, uh, my mother, uh, suffering from paranoid schizophrenia, uh, most of her life and, and me having to navigate through that in my teen years and wrestling with that and having to deal with the torment from the enemy to make me think that I would have to suffer through the same thing. Um, and how we learned, we learned last, um, episode that, that, No, whatever the enemy dishes out to us does not mean that that's our lot for life. No, whatever is in the Word of God, what pertains to life, life in Christ Jesus, that abundant life that Jesus came to give us and to give it abundant, that life he came to give us and give it abundantly, that's what I'm focusing in on. And so, no, so, so depression is not my lot in life. Uh, anxiety, bipolar is not, no, I'm not allowing that to be a label of this is who I am. No, no, no. This may be a challenge right now, but as I'm renewing my mind day by day, as I'm, I'm letting the mind of Christ be in me day by day, hallelujah, I'm putting into check all these mental illnesses. We talked about the spectrum. On one end is mental health, which is the mind of Christ. The healthiest of all minds is the mind of Christ. And on the other end of that is mental illness. And there's some really detrimental type of mental illness illnesses that people suffer from. And when I look all through the word of God and where God is telling me all things that pertains to life and godliness, that that means that even those who are suffering on that, 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 End of the spectrum where it's severe mental illnesses. That there is hope. Glory to God, and that's what we have to align ourselves with in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, the mind of Christ. So we learned about being determined. We learned about demonstration that 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 to demonstrate the spirit of God and, and, and the power that's been given to us. Hallelujah, uh, uh, by what we say. Um, by, you know, letting the mind of Christ be in us that, that, you know, the word of God that tells us how we ought to think that that the power of the Holy Spirit can rise up within us and cause our thinking to line up that we can think the right thoughts. We can think lovely thoughts. We can think good thoughts. We can think pure thoughts. We can think praiseworthy thoughts. Amen. And then to stand, uh, our faith to stand in the power of God because all other ground is sinking sand. Nothing else will stand forever except for in God. And so we want our faith to be anchored in God. And as I said, it parallels with how Jesus, how he lived his life, how he walked the earth realm, the things that he did, praying to the Father, working miracles, teaching the disciples, dealing with the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees. He, he, his faith stood in uh, the power of God hallelujah, that he, that he even corrected people to, to let people know that this is of God, to God be the glory. Amen. The, the power is not my own strength, but the po- power comes from my Father. And then he talked about how um, we speak the wisdom of God, that you know that, that there are certain things that's been given to us, and, and it's through the Spirit of God, through the Holy Spirit, that we uh, receive the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of man, but the wisdom of God to speak forth things. Amen. And that is lined up with the mind of Christ. And then we learn that we are partakers. Okay. A partaker is someone that's presently taking on what has been laid out. And here in the scripture in 2 uh, Peter uh, chapter 1, it talks about how that we have been given all things that pertains to life and godliness and that we can be partakers of his divine nature. What's his divine nature? The power, the glory, the love, the peace, the joy. Hallelujah. That's his divine nature and we can be partakers of it. Glory to God. So I don't know about you, but I'm determined. I'm going to get this flesh lined up. I'm going to get my mind lined up with the mind of Christ so I can partake of all the goodness that comes from his divine nature. Amen. And then we went on to, to, to recognize that that the mysteries, things that are unknown, things that the, that, that, that the eye of man have not seen or the ear of man has not heard, or even the things that have never entered into the heart of man, that that that, that, that God has prepared some things for us because we love him. And he reveals those things to us. There's a but, hallelujah, after all that that statement of eyes have not seen, ears not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. But the 10th verse says, but God has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. By His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, He searched all things. Glory to God. He doesn't leave any stones unturned. He searches high, low. He he searches every nook and every cranny. And then it's not only just things, not just things on the surface, but the deep things, the things that dumb frowns man, the things that man thinks that cannot, uh, the code cannot be cracked. Hallelujah. But how many know that we have the inside track? Hallelujah. That, That the Holy Spirit can whisper in our ears the secrets that man cannot figure out, but the Holy Spirit can reveal to us the secrets of God. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. And so we're going to continue on uh, dealing with the mind of Christ and and in this same same chapter. And in this chapter, it begins to break down uh, 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 pertaining to the spirit, the spirit of man, the spirit of God, uh, the, the 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 natural man and um and and I think it, it it really warrants us taking time to to ponder to meditate so that we can clearly see all of these are things that 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 show us how the mind of Christ operates. Amen. And so as we move forward, let's let's go ahead and start in the 14th verse. Hey, well let's go on up to the. 13th verse is all good. Boy, man, 12th verse. It says, uh, this is 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, the 12th verse. And it says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us. That's another characteristic that we learned last um, podcast, that that we got to know what belongs to us freely that we don't have to work for it, we don't have to sweat for it, but it has freely been given unto us. And it says, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. So it is through the Holy Ghost that he's able to show us what belongs to us. So in the 14th verse, it breaks it down like this. It says, but the natural man, receive not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So it's talking about that natural man. That natural man is also uh uh the carnal man, the the the, the carnal man, the, the natural man that that goes by what what it, what it sees, what it Hears what it what it can touch, what it can feel. It goes by its senses, um, and so that's how the carnal man. And the carnal man is is even worse than just the natural man, because the carnal man is 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 is, is been trained in uh, the flesh, um, the 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 flesh of the carnal man. the, the physical part of the, the the carnal man is the dominant man in that carnal man. And so you have, you know, you have a spirit, your soul, and body. And so when that body um, dictates how how you're going to feel, what it wants to do, what it doesn't want to do, then that that is the characteristics of a carnal man. And so, and so in this scripture, it talks about how that natural carnal man receiveth not the things of the spirit because it's not, remember, it's spirit to spirit. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. God is a spirit, so we can't, we, we can't deal with God with our flesh because our flesh is fickle, okay? But our spirit man can be in tune to God, and we can have communication with him and fellowship and intimacy with him through our spirit. And so then it goes on to talk about how, but he that is spiritual judge of all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. So some of the characteristics, some of the things that that, that we see is that uh, w- w- when we are in Christ and we have the mind of Christ, we're able to compare spiritual things. We're able to discern. Really, that's what it's saying. We're able to discern some things. We're able to to pick up some things in the spirit realm where we're able to see, okay, you know what? I see more than... What meets the eye. I see more than uh what's on the surface. There's some things I'm discerning in my spirit, I'm picking up in my spirit about this. And so we need discernment in this day and time. You know, that's one of the gifts of the spirit. And so the 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 word of God talks about how we need to earnestly cover it after those gifts. Pray for those gifts. And there may be some gifts that you may be more prone to than others, but I say pray for them all and pray that you get a measure of them, you know. And so Um, But definitely we all as believers need discernment. We need to discern what is the truth. And we need to discern, you know, um, um, ab- about certain things about our lives. Should be, should we be concerned? And you know, the the short of it is, no, we should not be concerned. Should we be aware? Yes, but concern is it, it leads itself to cares and worries. And so, um, but 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 these are things that we are able to discern because we're in the spirit. But the natural man can't do that. The the man cannot even can't receive the things of the Spirit of God. Can't receive anything. So sometimes, if you're wondering why you're not hearing from God, it could be that your natural man is dictating to you. Your natural man is not staying long enough in that secret place. Your natural man won't get into the presence of God and allow your spirit man to connect with the Father. Your natural man doesn't feel like it. It it wants to sleep in. It it doesn't want to, you know, to do that. It wants to have its own way, that carnal natural mind. And so, and, and they are always antagonistic they're always diabolically opposed to one another they are always against one another the natural man and the spirit man the word of God talks about how the the carnal man is enmity to God it's an enemy to God the carnal man the 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 person that allows its flesh to do what it wants to do the 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 person that doesn't want anybody to tell them anything when they're wrong that's that flesh that's rising up and it's an enemy to God. And so, um, and so, you know, I I, I connect this to uh, one of the the hallmark chapters for Christian uh, is Romans chapter eight, and and it's and this is it, it, this will help to get some things in order as far as that carnal man and that 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 spirit man and how we have to tap in to the spirit man. It's not that you're holier than thou, super spiritual. No. This is who we. This is uh, this is our life. We are spirit beings, and we have to tap into it every single day of our lives in order for us to partake of the divine nature that has been given to us. Amen. In order for us to be those partakers, we got to be tuned into the spirit. So I'm just going to start reading, and I'm going to break down, you know, some of the key things that we need to be aware of uh, as it pertains to the the natural or the carnal man versus the spirit man first the first verse will set us free because it says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus are you born again have you given your life to the Lord? Have you confessed that He is Lord of your life, that, that that He uh that He died for your sins and that He was raised from the dead? Uh have you confessed with your mouth and have you believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth, then you are saved. And if you're not, then then I pray that in the name of Jesus, even right now, that you take the moment to recognize that Jesus, Jesus has given His life for you. And that yes, you, I don't care what kind of sin that you may be in, I don't care uh uh, how bad you may think you are. There is nothing that is greater than the grace of God. And it is the grace of God that saves us, not because we're worthy, not because we work our way into to uh, salvation. No, but because we recognize that we are we, we are not able to do this on our own, but we desperately need a Savior. So I say to you, believe in your heart, that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's risen from the dead, that he suffered dead and died for you, and that he not only did that, but he conquered death. He conquered sin. He conquered that through the resurrection. Hallelujah. So he sealed our victory in his resurrection. So believe that in your heart. And then confess it with your mouth, which means you're not ashamed, that, you, that you're that you willing to say, when, when you speak it out in your mouth, then that brings a finality to it. It, 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 it. it puts a stamp on it that says, it seals it, that this is who I am. So you confess that this is who Jesus Christ is in your life, that He is Lord, that He is Savior, that He's redeemed you, that His blood was shed for you, and that you receive that. And you know, when you do that, you are partaking of His divine nature. And when you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, then you are saved. You are born again. It's simple as that. Our heart of repentance. It says, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, you are Lord. I recognize that you are my Savior. Come into my heart. Hallelujah. A simple prayer. You're saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so in here, that first verse, it says, there is now no condemnation. So you're straight now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are straight. And it says, um, to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Salvation is walking after the spirit. When you give your life to God, you're walking after after the Spirit. When you're saved, hallelujah, you're walking after the Spirit. But that's a decision you have to make every single day that I'm going to still choose Him every single day of my life. Just like Joshua said, choose you this day, this day, this day today. Yesterday you chose Him, but today is a new day. Choose this day that you're going to serve Him. Choose this day that He's going to be Lord over your life. You don't have to get saved all over again, hallelujah, but you're already saved but you got to keep that flesh, that physical part of you in check. No, 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 no flesh. You're not going to dictate to me. I'm going to go after the spirit of God. And so, so there's no condemnation. You know, years ago, the Lord showed me the revelation of condemnation. You know, the enemy, that's his arsenal, a condemnation to condemn. When you condemn something, you put it out of order. You, 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 you make it null and void. It has no effect no purpose, it is no good for anything. That's what the enemy does. He wants to condemn us. He wants to, to present to us sin, try to lead us into sin and to snare us with it. And then once we get snared by it, if we get snared by it, he wants to condemn us. He wants to say, why you do this? You know better than that. You ain't you ain't who you say you are. You know, you're a hypocrite. He'll throw all that in his face when he was the one that tempted you. But in Christ Jesus... There's no condemnation. Now, the difference is this, that the enemy's tactic is condemnation, but in the Spirit, there is conviction. Don't get it confused because conviction is is, is God's way of, through the Spirit, touching our hearts and pricking our hearts to say, hey, something's not right. Something needs to shift. Something's not in line with my will for your life. And so it pricks your heart. It doesn't condemn you. It doesn't say you're no good for nothing. No, it pricks your heart and says, hey, listen, I love you and I need you to make a change. I need you to make a shift. That's conviction from the Holy Spirit will touch your heart and and the enemy will try to get you to teeter-totter to make you think that it's condemnation. But no, he always comes from the heart. He always touches the heart. Condemnation, always floods your mind. It always makes you feel inadequate. It makes you think, oh, who's looking at me? Who's watching? Who who, who, who doesn't like me? Who, 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 who is going to throw me to the curb because they found out that, I'm, that I've done this and that I've done that? No, but conviction will will let you know, I love you. And it will give you a way of escape. Conviction will let you know that Jesus is here and, and that that it will present to you how to make the adjustments it will give you the truth. Condemnation will condemn you and lie to you. You're this, you're that. No, you're not, you're not no good for nothing. You, you are, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't care what you've done. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Conviction will say, I love you. You're my son. You're my daughter. Now, come on, let's, let's get this in order. Let's, let's shift this thing. Come on, repent before me and, and, and begin to 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 take partake of the good life, the, the life that I've given you, the the godliness that that I have for you. You know, so so always remember that. Always remember that that that's that carnal, carnal spirit contending the condemnation, the conviction. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit and is meant to help us. Condemnation is from the enemy and is always meant to hurt us. So it goes on to the second verse, it says, for the law of the spirit in Christ Jesus has made me free, free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin, hallelujah, put sin, put it in, in, in its place, made it inoperative, condemned it and made it of no effect in our lives. Glory to God. And then it goes on to say that the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. The fifth verse says this, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. For they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit or mind the things of the spirit. And then the sixth verse says this, says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is Look, look, two things, life and peace. Now, come on, who doesn't want life abundantly? That's the abundant life that Jesus talked about that he came to give us. And then it says in peace. Everybody is looking for peace now. Everybody wants peace. And even before the pandemic, most people want peace. Now, there may be some that are driven by the enemy and the hell the hellions, you know, but for the most part, most people want And they want to live a good life. Nobody wants to live a life of shame and damnation. Nobody wants to live a life of sickness and and and, and sorrow. No, we, we want life abundantly. We want to live a good life. We want to live a peaceful life. But this is what it says. It says, for but for to be carnally minded, when your mind is constantly led by your flesh, what you feel what you don't want to do, um, uh, not aligning it with the Spirit of God, then it's death. It will eventually lead to death. It will lead to a dead end. It will lead to nothing. It will lead to, to hopelessness. It will lead to voidness. It will lead to darkness. But it says, but the spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, we're talking about the mind of Christ. So as we go through this study, we're going to see how Everything that Jesus did, he he was spiritually minded. Even when he ate, he had to eat in the natural, but he was still spiritually minded. He had to to do all kinds. He had to wear clothes. He had to do all kinds of things in the natural, but he was still spiritually minded. And because of that, he had life and he had peace. And because he had life and peace, he was able to present it to us. So that we, hallelujah, might have life and have it abundantly. So that we might be partakers of His divine nature. Okay. So the carnal mind is this. We learn this. It's it's condemned. The carnal mind walks after the flesh. The carnal mind is bound by sin and death. That means you're going to be fearful. You, that means you you you, you you're going to be uh, worried about. Uh, uh, things overtaking you, you're going to be, um, you know, um, uh, just paranoid about sin, you know, because that's how the enemy works. Again, he condemns you. He puts it in your face. He'll drag you. And it's also a snare. When you get caught in sin, except for the grace of God to pull you out of it, it's like a web. So you're bound by it uh, when you're carnally minded. Um, And and it's connected to... um, Weakness too, and so let me read seven, the seventh verse. It says because this is Romans the eighth chapter seven verse says because the carnal mind is enmity against God. There it is again. It's against God. It's the enemy of God. It, it, the carnal mind cannot make friends with God. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, that's a carnal mind. It is enmity. It is against God. If you if you have doubt, unbelief. In your, in your mind, that's a carnal mind. That's a mind that's, that's 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 wrestling with the flesh and the soul. And it's not allowing the spirit of man, the spirit of God uh, to be the dominant man. It's not allowing the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, which we know the spirit of truth is the word of God. It's not allowing truth to prevail. And it's enmity against God. It's false witness. It's lies. All of those things lay hold to the carnal man. And, and, and you get to the point where, you know, we're always meditating on our minds. When we think, we think with thoughts in our minds, and we're always using those thoughts, and those thoughts um, uh, constantly are meditating on something. And so uh, that carnal mind will constantly meditate on the negative stuff, constantly meditate on what's wrong and what's not right, will constantly meditate on the evil that could possibly come. Uh, in the word of God it talks about evil foreboding, where where you in your mind you're being terrorized by the the possibility of evil that could happen to you. I'm here to tell you that if you as a believer are suffering from evil foreboding, you that you are terrorized at night or during the day, you're worried, you're you're, you're full of anxiety of the evil that could possibly come, of the sickness that could possibly overtake your body. I'm here to tell you that the devil is lying to you, that you have to recognize that you've been redeemed from that, that that is the characteristic of a carnal mind. And if you get your mind lined up with the truth, you won't be bound. By the evil foreboding, the evil, the thoughts of evil that could overtake your possibility. Most of the time, it's just a possibility. It doesn't mean that it has overtaken you. It's the possibility, and that's how the enemy works. He's presenting things to us to to get us to bait things that 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 are not even true, that 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 have not come to pass, and more than like it won't ever come to pass. But if we meditate on those things, the Word of God says, "As a man thinketh in his heart." So easy. If we meditate, then it becomes ours. We get faith for it. We look for it. We anticipate it. And so what happens? It's a spiritual truth. It's a spiritual principle that it comes to us. So I want to say to you recognize that if the enemy has you worried about what could possibly happen, that's a trick from the enemy. The enemy goes about seeking whom he may devour as a royal lion. He's not a lion. He comes as a facade to make you think this is, this is the way it is. But no, we put the spirit of truth, the word of God uh, 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 on this thing, and we recognize, no, that's a lie from the enemy. So these are all characteristics of the carnal mind. It's enmity. It's the enemy against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. It's not. It's not submitted to the word of God. It, it is not governed by the word of God. And and then it said, neither indeed can it be. So neither can it ever be. And and whatever it's trying to do, it can never be aligned with the law of God, the word of God. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Because I think of the other scripture in Hebrews 11, 6, where it talks about without faith, it's impossible to please God. So that carnal mind is connected to not having faith because both say it can't please God. And so that carnal mind will cause you to be in doubt because you'll be in disbelief and to not trust God. And it does not please him. It plainly says, cannot please God. The ninth verse says, but ye are not in the flesh. Come on now, talk about us, the redeemed. Come on, talk about us, the children of God, the heirs of salvation, hallelujah. It says, but ye are not in the flesh. But in the spirit, you are born and birthed in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwells in you. If you are born again, the spirit of God dwells in you. Don't suppress them. Release the spirit of God in you by putting that mind in check and not allowing it to be carnal, not allowing the flesh, what you feel, what you think, your intellect, all those things. And and God gives us those things, but they're supposed to be in order, aligned and submitted and subjected to the spirit, our spirit man, which is subjected to the spirit of God. And so it says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And we've already taken care of that. So you can pray that prayer of salvation. If, if you're not in Christ, you, you can get in Christ and you can ha- become one of his. Amen? Glory to God, you can come, come into the body of Christ, all right? And it says, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. There's that life again, life more abundant. Look, the mind of Christ is full of life. The mind of Christ is focused on life. The mind of Christ is focused on abundance. The mind of Christ is focused on vitality, winning, glory to God. The mind of Christ, that abundance overflowing to the full till it overflows. That's the mind of Christ because the spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen. And then the eleven verse says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. There's hope, y'all. There's hope for this flesh because it's letting us know if our, the spirit of God dwells in us, you got to let him dwell. When, when, when the spirit of God dwells in you, that means the spirit takes up residence. That means it's not just a temporary situation. That it's not just, you know, spending a night. No, this is... Every single day, this is where the spirit of God dwells. It's not when I'm uh, at home, um, you know, he may be with me in my secret place, but when I go to this place, oh no, he's not with me. No, he wants to dwell with you, which means he takes up residence. It's permanent that he's living on the inside of you. And so if that's the case, then that means you got the power to put this physical body in check to put the soulish part of you in check. Because it says that, that he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit. Who's he that raised up Christ from the dead? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit living in us, the Holy Spirit indwelling in us because of the righteousness of Christ Jesus. And so we're able to, to put this flesh in check. We we always have an opportunity because the word of God says that he will always give us a way of escape. What do you mean a way of escape? Well, a way of escaping the consequences that the flesh will cause us to suffer if we allow the flesh to dominate. If we allow our minds to to be focused on carnal things, then that, 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 that the spirit of God will quicken us Come on, I I can tell you time after time when there's been times my flesh wanted to do something and and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit quickened me and said, oh no, 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 we're not going to do that. And there's been even times when I probably ignored the Holy Spirit. Uh, We do that. We ignore the Holy Spirit because the the Word of God talks about quenching, quenching the Holy Spirit or vexing the Holy Spirit. We've done that. Uh, I've done it, you know. And so, but then because my heart because I'm saved. That conviction comes that I talk about. And that conviction lets me know, wait a minute, daughter, you, you've gotten out of line. You've allowed the flesh to dominate. Now you got to get that flesh back in order. And it is through the Holy Spirit that I'm able to go to the Father and say, God, Father God, I recognize that I've been, I'm weak and that I, I I ask you for forgiveness. I repent of of, of of things that we, you know, it don't matter what the sin is. It don't matter if you had a temper tantrum. I mean, I've had my temper tantrums and I've had to get myself back in order, get myself back in line with the word of God. Yes, woman of God, I got had to get myself together. Woman of God, get yourself together. Man of God, get yourself together. Anger, fits of rage, things like that. Get yourself together. It's the conviction of God because you got enough word of God on the inside of you to let you know, wait, wait a minute, you've gone too far. Now allow the spirit of conviction, the spirit of the Holy, the Holy Spirit to convict you and to align you back in the will of God so that you can walk in peace, so that you can walk in his divine nature, so that you can walk in abundant life, so you can have life and have it more abundantly. So the spirit of God will help you to quicken that body, hallelujah, to get it in check. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He helps us to get us in order. Bless God. So let me list a few things you know that are characteristics of uh, of uh, of the spirit, uh, the spiritual mind. Because I talked about very quickly the the carnal mind. We talked about its enmity against God, its death Uh, through the law. It's weak, you know, because it doesn't it doesn't have any power through the law. It 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 makes the law null and void. It minds the things of the flesh. Its mind is always on things pertaining to the flesh. How I feel, how I think, what I want. Um, it cannot please God. Um, the Spirit of God does not dwell in uh, the person that has a carnal mind, and, and the Spirit of God wants to dwell. He's there. He's waiting to uh, to be the dwelling place. Amen. Um, um, it's dead because of sin. It's buried in sin. It's it's just it's just covered with sin. It's indebted to the flesh. That means it's got to do what the flesh tells it to do. It's a slave to the flesh, and it's it's a spirit of bondage. And then with that comes fear. But when we look at the spiritual mind, life in Christ Jesus, that's what it is. The spiritual mind is life in Christ Jesus. It's the mind of Christ. And the spiritual mind is indwelled by the Holy Spirit. There's no condemnation. Glory to God. It walks after the Spirit. It's free from sin and death free from the consequences of sin and death. Glory to God. It's, 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 it's surrendered and subject to the righteousness of the law. It's subject to the word of God. And, that, and when it's subject to that, that means it's fulfilled in us. That means whatever is in the word of God, it comes to pass in our lives. Glory to God. It, it comes to pass. Hallelujah. Abundance prosperity, hope, peace, love, you know, servanthood, humility, all those things are in line with what's in the Word of God. It minds the things of the Spirit. That means it's focused in on the things of the Spirit. It's life and peace. We saw that. It's life because of righteousness. It's rage from the dead. If you then be risen with Christ, hallelujah, seek those things which are above where Christ sits at the right hand of the Father. Amen. And so our bodies are quickened. That means our body doesn't have any hold on us. Physical, soulish part, our emotions, our intellect. It doesn't say not to feel with emotions. God has given us emotions. He's given us intellect, but they don't dominate us to the point where, 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 where we're dull to the Spirit, where we're not subject to the Spirit. And so our bodies are quickened. Glory to God. It puts to death the deeds of the body, and it causes us to live. It's led by the Spirit of God. And guess what? Th- this is what is so powerful. It, because our if, when we're spiritually minded, when, when we're walking in the Spirit, we're walking after the Spirit, when we mind the things of the Spirit, then we are known as the sons of God, or the daughters, the sons and the daughters of God. And... We have that spirit of adoption, and wow, that, that that's a whole nother podcast when I talk about that spirit of adoption, where we're engrafted. That that we, no, we weren't born, in, uh, you know, uh, in the body. We were born in sin and in iniquity. We were born uh, having uh, in the flesh with enmity, just like uh, 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 Nicodemus was born in the flesh, and but. He had a born-again experience. And when he had that born-again experience, hallelujah, it was the spirit of adoption, the spirit that says, no matter who you are, no matter where you came from, I've engrafted you into the kingdom. I've engrafted you as my very own. Hallelujah. So we become uh, uh, sons and daughters of God that— that we're able to cry, Abba, Father, that there's no more fear, glory to God. Because when you have a father, you know your father takes care of you. You know your father protects you. You know your father looks out for you. You know your father is the biggest and the baddest person on the block, glory to God. And if anybody try to mess with you, you gonna call on your daddy, Abba, Father, amen? Call on him, y'all, Abba, Father. And so our spirit bears witness that we are children of of God. We're kingdom citizens. We're king, we're king's kids. Glory to God. And we are heirs of God. We, that means that whatever, that, that partake of the, His divine nature, that whatever God has in His kingdom, that it belongs to us. Come on now. And we are joint heirs with Christ. And so um, as we continue on sharing about the mind of Christ, I want you to, to reflect on this because if the enemy has been bombarding your mind, which I know he's been challenging many, some of us, he's overtaking your mind. You, you are still full of fear. I don't care how, much, how many messages you've heard, you're still wracked with fear. And I want you to know that that, 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 that mindset is not the mind of Christ. Jesus was never in fear. He never feared. He didn't, he didn't fear when he was dealing with sickness and disease and those who were lepers and those, he did not fear. He had a peace because he knew what? Abba Father was right there. He knew that he had a connection to the Father. He knew all he had to do is connect to the Father. All he had to do is call on the Father and the Father would rescue him. The Father would give him the power that he need. Glory to God! And so you, you may be dealing with you, you you may be wrestling back and forth, anxiety, depression. Uh, you may be dealing with some things in your mind, paranoid schizophrenia. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, there there are volumes of illnesses dealing with mental illnesses of different conditions, uh, phobias, and and all kinds of fears and uh, um, you know, uh, um, just uh, uh, compulsive. Uh, disorders and all these things that 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 really deals with the mind. The mind is all dealing with the mind, and God knew that that would be the territory that the enemy would really attack us in. So all throughout the word, He shows us, son, daughter, you can defeat the enemy. Why? because Jesus Christ has already defeated him and it is through the mind of Christ. So meditate on the carnal mind versus the spiritual mind and, and, and determine within your spirit every single day through allowing the Holy Spirit to take up residence, to take a permanent resident that, no, you don't go and have your little pity party, don't have your little, you know, your little temper tantrum, you know, and then you let the Holy Ghost back in. No, but every moment of the day that you are allowing him to lead you, to guide you, to direct you, to help you be that partaker. And so I say to you, you have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org. And follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.